Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you and your life. The last several weeks we have been looking at uh, the I Am statements of Jesus Christ. All, there's uh, seven different ones, and we've looked at Jesus saying, I am the door. And Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. We looked at that one last week. He said, uh, I'm the way. He said, I'm the bread of life. We saw all those. Tonight we come to the last one. We come to uh, the one in which we find here in John chapter 8, and it, it comes at verse 12, and it says, And then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, when we read these passages of Scripture, many times we fail to take into account of the circumstances in which Jesus is in, or the time of the year, or the place in which He is. And let me just share with you a little bit about what Jesus is doing when He makes this statement. Now, uh, the time in which Jesus is, is, is saying this is He's at the temple, and He is in Jerusalem, and He is uh, there during the Feast of uh, the Tabernacles. Now, last week we talked about, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, on uh, Pentecost Sunday, we said that, uh, I told you that that's what they called Pentecost, was the, uh, the Feast of the Tabernacles, um, and it's 50 days after uh, they celebrate Passover. And so uh, they celebrate Passover to celebrate the fact that Jesus, uh, that God delivered them from uh, the bondage of slavery in Egypt. Uh, that that miracle that God uh, was able to uh, liberate the children of Israel from Egypt when He sent. And I remember there were. Uh, there were all these plagues that hit Egypt. You know, uh, Moses went to Pharaoh and said, "Let my people go." And at first, he turned the uh, water to blood, and and then uh, he caused all the frogs to come out, and uh, caused the flies and the boils and the darkness. All these different uh, plagues that came on Egypt when uh, Pharaoh would not let the children of Israel go. And, the tenth plague was the death angel. Uh, God said to Moses, Go tell Pharaoh uh, to let his people go, let my people go. And, and if he tells you no, then he said, uh, You're to tell Pharaoh that the firstborn child of every home will be slain, uh, uh, except for those who have uh, followed the instructions of God that that uh, they were to put the blood on the lintel of the, of the doorway and they were to 
have this feast. They were to boil the lamb that they killed in order to get the blood, and they were to eat the lamb. They were to be ready to go. They were to eat unleavened bread because they were to, uh, to leave in a hurry and they wouldn't have time to allow the leaven to rise. All these things. Uh, and this, the Passover every year was a celebration of the fact that they were liberated from slavery. Fifty days later, they would have the Feast of First Fruits, and that was uh, what is also known as Pentecost. And the Feast of First Fruits was to celebrate God's provision in their life, the hope of uh, God's salvation in providing for them and giving them the promised land. And this was instituted as they come, came into the promised land. Now, in Jesus' day, they continued to celebrate all of these feasts. And uh, the Feast of Tabernacles was celebrated there in the temple. And one of the things that they would do is they would have, uh, as they uh, were uh, doing this, um, they would pour out all this water and uh, and they would also have these uh, huge candles that they would light. And the, I'm not talking about candles in terms of, or lights they would light. Uh, candelabra. Um, you know, the you see the the those uh, candles that have the oil in them that were used during that time. And uh, they would be these big vats of, uh, that they would pour the oil into. And, and the light would stay on for a long period of time during the whole festival. And there was many lights that were lit at that time in the temple. And during that time, it was said by those who wrote of their experiences of, of celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles with, um, in Jerusalem was is that the light was so great that it would shine all over Jerusalem and everyone could see throughout the night. And this light would shine all over Jerusalem. And it's in the midst of that lighting of the candles that was... And they would light these candles in the, during the Feast of the, of the Tabernacles to show their desire for the hope of God to come, God's salvation, God's deliverance. It's in the midst of that that Jesus says these words in John chapter 8. And you can kind of understand why Jesus is saying, I'm the light of the world. Because in front of them are these huge... Uh, uh, candles that they have lit uh, for the feast and this bright light is shining all over the temple and it's in the courtyard there uh, the courtyard of women where anyone can go uh, you didn't it, it, all the men could be there all the women were there the uh, the foreigners could be there everyone who came into the temple were able to be in this in this courtyard and this is where uh, these great lights were lit and it was a blinding light it was so bright and everyone could see uh, all around not just there in the temple but all over and it's at that point that Jesus says I am the light of the world and he's demonstrating what he's saying by that light that is shining there and he, uh, Jesus says, 
to them, I am the light of the world. Uh, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, I don't think it's insignificant that those lights that were being lit as Jesus is saying, I'm the light of the world, is uh, the light to, to celebrate the hope of God and His salvation. Here's Jesus saying, in essence, I am the hope of salvation. I am the one that you're hoping for. I'm the one who you've, that you're longing for, that God is sending to bring salvation to the world. The Pharisees were not having any of that. Verse 13, it says, They said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. Now, what they were referring to was the law that said that if you, that two people had to bring testimony for something in a court that was being, uh, if you were to bring testimony about yourself and say, you know, uh, well, this man was. Uh, caught stealing fruit from the from the cart. You had to have two witnesses that could see that he had done this, and ha- and that was your proof. That was bearing testimony. Well, you couldn't bear testimony of yourself, and that's what the Pharisees are going back to is the law. They're saying, uh, look, you're bearing a record of yourself, and, and that means it can't be true. And Jesus said in verse 14, uh, though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true, for I know whence I came and whither I go, but ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh, I judge no man. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. And I am the one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. And so Jesus is saying, in essence, uh, this is my testimony, and my tes- and I'm not alone. This is the testimony of the Father uh, also. And, and Jesus is saying, yes, it is true because of the fact that I'm not bearing witness of just myself, it's God the Father that is uh, bearing witness, and he, He's in essence saying, so we are two, we're both giving testimony, and therefore uh, my testimony is true of me. They're getting away from the fact that what Jesus is really saying about Himself, it's not uh, about uh, the court of law, but Jesus is trying to show them that His message is true based on uh, His testimony and that of God the Father. And they said to him in verse 19, Where is thy father? And Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father, and if ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. And so what they're thinking of is they're thinking that Jesus is talking about Joseph. And Jesus is not speaking about Joseph, the man who was earthly, on earth that said that he was the father. Of course, we know from the, the account of Jesus' birth that he, was, uh, that he was not born of man, but rather he was uh, born of God. That he was uh, that that uh, uh, that Mary didn't know anyone bef- uh, before Jesus was uh, conceived in in her womb. Uh, that he was born of God, but yet they're thinking of him in terms of everyday life, like me and you. Uh, my father, uh, his name Sidney Stokes, and and I was born in in Charlotte, North Carolina, and and. 
my daddy's from Lenore, North Carolina. My mama's from Gastonia, North Carolina. And uh, so that's my lineage, my heritage. They're thinking of that in terms of Jesus, not in terms of Jesus speaking about uh, his father being God. And so uh, Jesus says, you don't know me and you don't know the father. If you'd know my father, you'd know me. And Jesus is speaking in terms of, of himself as Christ. And uh, verse 20 says, And these words spake Jesus in the treasury, as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him, for his hour was not yet come. This kind of talk would, uh, would result in Jesus being carted off for blasphemy and most likely have been uh, uh, scourged and, or crucified. And uh, it was not his time, so Jesus was not uh, hindered. And verse 21 says, Then Jesus said unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and ye shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, Will he kill him? Now, what Jesus is saying is, is whether I come, you, you won't be able to go. He's talking about going back to the Father, the right hand of the Father. He's saying, You can't come there. Uh, they have no relationship to God. They don't know who God is. They don't know who Jesus is. And what they're thinking in their minds is, is he's saying, Where you uh, where I go, you can't go. They're thinking about him in terms of uh, that sounds like you're going to commit suicide. And to their mind, in their mind, anyone who committed suicide was blasphemous. Anyone who committed suicide was uh, obviously going to not go to heaven, but rather go to hell. And, and so uh, they're thinking that Jesus is talking about suicide. And uh, that's why it says that they, they think he's talking about killing himself because he said, Whether I go, you cannot come. And, he, and Jesus says back to them, You are from beneath, and I am from above. You are of this world, and I am not of this world. And I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, then ye die in your sins. And then said they unto him, Who are you? Who art thou? And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and judge of you, but uh, he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. And they understood not that he spake of them of the Father. Then Jesus said unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, and I speak these things, and he that sent me is with me, and the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. So Jesus is speaking about his... his uh, his path that leads to the cross. And Jesus is talking about the fact that He's coming uh, to a time in which He will be lifted up at, on the cross of Calvary. They'll understand who He is from the things that follow after He is dead and He's buried and He rose, rises the third day. They'll understand uh, many of the things that He's saying. And it's true with the disciples. Jesus said all the things that were going to happen to Him to His disciples, shared with them that He would have to be lifted up, that He would be buried, and that He would raise on the third day. They had no clue that, of what Jesus was saying. But all those things became clearer after He 
uh, actually went to the cross, died on the cross, was buried and rose the third day. Those things became uh, clear to them. But Jesus here is even speaking about the fact that uh, they don't understand who he is, but would understand after he died on the cross. So Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. And he's speaking about that hope. That hope is found in him because he brings salvation. And he says, I bring light into the world that you might live in light, not in darkness. He's talking about the light of God. And here we also have to understand that anytime that there is the imagery of light that's used, it's the imagery uh, of of uh, truth. It's the imagery of uh, righteousness is the imagery of purity and so Jesus is speaking about a life that he brings of light of salvation and he's talking to them about the very thing that they are seeking to uh, find from God uh, that they're actually waiting for that they're hoping for the hope of salvation that comes and the very light that they're lighting is to is to to commemorate the time in which they went through the wilderness and followed uh, the pillar of uh, fire at night. And that's part of the reason why they light that, uh, those, those great um, fires that they have within the temple. I say it's candle, but it, I, you think it when, you, when I say candle, you think of a candle like what we'd put maybe on the table here. Uh, but these things were uh, great fires that were more like bonfires that were lit. Uh, they were in the very same sense of, of a, a light that was lit of a lamp. Uh, but they were on a huge proportion. And Jesus is saying, you're waiting for that light that comes, that hope of salvation. He's saying, I am that hope. You need to look to me. And, and listen, that's what we need to share with the world. We need to tell others that Jesus is the light of the world, that He is the hope that they are looking for. He's the thing that all the people that are searching for, you know, everyone in the world, that whether they're a Christian or not, uh, we all uh, begin our life searching for that one thing that will give us hope and meaning and purpose and that one thing that we lack. And Jesus Christ is that thing that we lack. When we accept Christ into our heart, we accept uh, the light of Jesus Christ into us and we're to shine that light to others. Jesus says, I am the light of the world and we need to share that light into this dark world that we live in. Uh, a world that is without hope. A world that is still searching a world that that turns to all kinds of religions and all kinds of cultic practices trying to find purpose and meaning and hope and they don't find it in anything except in finding it in Jesus Christ. And we have that light. That light shines brightly within us, but we need to to not be like the the people of the of Jesus day and hiding that light and trying to to keep that light hidden within our place of worship our place of 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 coming together but we need to shine the light bright so that the world can see Jesus Christ that they can find the hope that they need in Christ that they can find the hope that is only found in him and we need to be uh uh willing to to share that same light. I, I, I hear that message within Scripture and I hear Jesus speak about Himself as light. And I think uh, uh, what God is calling us to be is like a mirror. 
A mirror doesn't uh, exhibit itself, but rather it displays a reflection of what is before it. And we need to be like a mirror that shines the light of Jesus Christ, that has Jesus, uh, and we're able to shine uh, uh, Jesus Christ into the world. You know, it's much like the moon. Uh, The moon doesn't light up. Even though we see at night it shining bright in the sky, it's not on fire. It's not giving off light. It's merely reflecting the light of the sun. And that's what we're called to do is to be like the moon, to reflect the light of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, upon all those throughout the world, to be a light that shines in darkness, to be uh, uh, not the light that we have, but the light of Jesus Christ. And this is what Jesus is saying. I am the light of the world. And it is further demonstration of who He is and the fact that we need to shine that light upon uh, that He is the hope of salvation. We need to share that hope to others. And if you don't have that hope, you need to accept Jesus Christ in your life and to have that hope, that light that He gives into your life. And once we have that light, the hope of Christ, the hope of salvation, we need to share it and shine it on others. Uh, and like the song uh, that we sing, I don't know if it's in this hymnal, but shine, Jesus, shine. We got to shine. Uh, we got to uh, call on Jesus to shine his light on the world. And we need to be the ones that will shine uh, that light of Jesus Christ on others. Let's join together for prayer. Mm-hmm.